Greetings ladies and managers, and welcome to this latest video for Retreat Hell, taken from the subreddit HFY. The link to the original is down below, and if you enjoy the story, head over there and let the author know. If you wish to support this channel, there are many ways to do so, also, strangely enough, listed down below. Don't forget to subscribe, or we'll have a platoon of angry cat-like creatures attacking you in your sleep. Anyways, on to the sci-fi. Retreat Hell, Episode 16.5 Alwick tucked at his horn, fidgeting in the quiet dark of his lab. They're late, aren't they? Did the bell already sound? Did I miss it? He picked up a cup of tea that he had made to comfort his nerves then set it back down next to the pot, untouched. Pushing off of his desk, he took another tour around the lab, double-checking his prototypes, making sure everything else was secure, and that nobody was hidden under the table or behind the desk, just in case someone had secreted their way into his lab in the last 15 minutes without him noticing. He paused, and resting on a cart with a cloth draped over it, Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe if, um, no... No, oh, he shook his head. We still have no chance. I'll have to ensure Serenzi and the children's safety. A deep bell gonged into the night. He turned to the window, and the bell power just barely visible across the university's courtyard. It gonged twelve times in a steady rhythm, followed by three rapid gongs, one for each extra minute of the day. Cashel's time. Do you have what we came for? A voice asked from behind him. Palwick jumped and spun around and barely suppressed a yelp of fright. Standing right in front of him were three owls. The one in the center wore a dull plate and still had a faint gleam despite the dim light. The other two wore all black and were barely distinguishable from the shadows. He recognized the one who had spoken, the elf with the armor, the only elf that he'd ever met until now. He swallowed nervously. They were here for something bigger than anything that he had ever given. But the stakes are bigger than anything they'd ever offered. I... Uh, I do, he said, swallowing and sweeping his ears back, striving to put some steel in his voice. Do you have the replacements to the specifications I gave you? We do, the elf said. His voice was low and sharp, his eyes narrow. Ganelon, Balwalk, had been told to call him. Where are the artifices? Right here, he said, removing a cloth carrying the three prototypes on the cart that he'd wheeled them in on. More of a wheeled table, he thought, before flicking away the nervous distraction. Canelan turned to them, giving the artifices a suspicious investigation, and the other two elves never shifted the gaze from Palwalk. How do we activate them? They require a su substantial uh, mana, mana supply, Palwalk fidgeted. Shifting his weight, S several large crystals each or a, uh, a comparable source, and the more mana, the larger the effect. He gulped as the elf gave him a stony glare. We're ready to discuss this. But uh, once the mana is supplied, the control interface is energized, he added quickly. It's a fairly standard, simple to use. How do we properly tune them? Oh, they are, uh, they're already tuned. He chuckled nervously, his voice cracking. It's hard not to tune them, actually. With the portal open, they, they naturally drift to sync with it. He coughed to clear his throat. All you have to do is adjust the precise location. 
Don't want to open up under the ocean or in a volcano. <laughs> Is there anything else required to activate them? No, that's all you have to do. It's just, uh, um, good, Catalan said, interrupting him. Without warning, the two black-clad owls grabbed his shoulders and shoved him back, back and down. His eyes went wide as his ears pricked up straight. What? He was all he managed before the back of his neck was slammed into the corner of his desk. He heard the snap of his own neck as much as he felt it. The owls released him and he slumped to the floor. Fear flooded his mind as he lay awkwardly against the front of his desk. I can't move. I can't feel anything. God's above, no. He watched in growing horror as the owls took his teacup and splashed tea on his feet, before shattering both the cup and the pot on the ground before him. Moving swiftly, but with deadly silence, they collected the three prototypes, replacing them with fakes that they had brought. They tipped the card over, smashing everything on the floor. A brief spark lit the lab in sharp, momentary relief as the spell burst pulsed from a mage staff he hadn't noticed. No! 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 God's above! No! No! The acrid odor of smoke twinged his nostrils as a dreadful, warm glow of fire began to illuminate the room. Satisfied with their work, the elves slipped from the room and quietly as they had arrived, disappearing from the sight even before the door was opened. The flames quickly spread. Serenshi, Kayana, Tushlan, I failed you. I have betrayed you. Uh, I can't smell the smoke anymore. I'm not breathing. He desperately tried to hold the image of his wife and his daughters in his mind as his vision faded. But his final thought was of grim satisfaction before he succumbed to the darkness. They didn't let me tell them everything before they killed me. End of chapter. Just a quick shout out to the T5 peeps. Bob the Dragon, Cat Crab Lobster, Data Magnet, Dark Machine, Mezic, Try Again 95, Feudic Yol, Astrea the Dreamer, Caspar Arnholtz, Cam Maxwell, Athelia, Meridian 117, and Jordan Buxmorm. Thank you very much. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. There are links down below, both to support this channel and for the author of this fiction. Anyways, I hope you all have a fantastic one, and I'll see you next time. Cheers.